0: Good morning, folks. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Five Minutes with Jim. Here's an interesting point to ponder. Consider what it would have been like to sell an automobile in, say, 1905. Many automobiles sold for as much as a house, there were few roads suitable for driving on, and purchasing gasoline occasionally required a wait of days. To further test her sales skills, automobiles often required repairs after being driven a few hundred miles, and financing options were little to non-existent.
1: Say hello to a new friend, on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories, into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America.
0: Before we get started on our stroll down memory lane and look back on memorable and best forgotten automotive marketing campaign slogans and jingles, I'd like to say thank you to the boys of the Road Crew for our great theme song, as well as their road trip inspiring tunes. Take a listen at Road Crew 66. It was the dawning of the television era, and the auto industry was presented with a new advertising medium that was limited only by the imagination. One of the most memorable campaigns of the decade kicked off in 1951 when Chevrolet signed a deal to sponsor the Dinah Shore show on NBC during the height of her career as one of America's most popular singers. At the end of each show, for nearly ten years, The charming Diana Shore serenaded her audience with See the USA in your Chevrolet from the driver's seat of a sleek, brand-new Chevy. It went on to become the brand's official jingle, and in 1952, the show was renamed the Diana Shore Chevy Show. The show enjoyed a decade-long run, and Chevy enjoyed a decade of near-record sales. The advertising campaigns in the first decades of the 20th century are snapshots, of the time and challenges faced by motorists, the Jackson was promoted with a slogan that told the customer: "No hill was too steep, no sand too deep." The Allen offered wonderful power; it was the king of hill climbers. The Duryea was a carriage, not a machine. Dodge was simply dependable. The Martin was the little brother of the aeroplane. Dusenberg was and is the car that all others are compared to. When you say that is a doozy you were comparing something to the mighty, the stylish Dusenberg. In the opening years of the Great Depression, these were the most powerful production automobiles available. They were also among the most expensive, with models selling for $8,500 at a time when a new Ford would set you back $585. Fittingly, promotion for these limited production supercars centered on their racing heritage. Quote, The only car that could pass a Duesenberg is another Duesenberg, and that was with the first owner's consent. Early advertisement was often smile-inducing and cringeworthy, especially when viewed through modern eyes. The Gale was promoted as the car that climbs hills like a squirrel and eats up the road like an express train. With the model automobile, hills and sand become level land. The Springfield was the made-to-order car for 300 exacting people. The Templar was the super-fine small car. The Washington was the victorious victor of victors. It was truly a different era. Okay, folks, we must bid adios for this week. Join us next week for another episode of 5 Minutes with Jim, and on Sunday at 7 o'clock Mount Standard Time for the live stream Coffee with Jim program on the Jim Hinckley's America Facebook page. To wrap this up, I'd like to thank the fine folks in Cuba, Missouri's mural city, for being this week's sponsor. This charming little Ozark mountain village is more than a stop on Route 66. It's truly a magical destination. Thank you for joining us this morning. Until we meet again, mi amigos, adios. See you next week.
1: Come along for the ride jim hinckley's america jim hinckley's america